It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. I took a big inhale just now because <gasps> I'm so excited. You guys, this week um, we are going to talk a lot about movies and a lot about sex. My two favorite things. Um, so it was, it's just it's going to get it's going to get filthy or filthy adjacent. You know, I have wonderful guests today, Kyle Buchanan and Drew Sink, who just get uh, just just very candid. Um, and uh, Kyle is uh, is a a. a f- Film nice. He doesn't really write film uh, reviews anymore, as much as uh, just really great articles. Check him out. He's on Vulture, um, and uh, Drew is like me, a, a huge fan of of movies, and so we we will talk about that and with them in a bit. But um, I just want to give a couple shout outs because I haven't talked about movies in a while, and I want to give a couple shout outs to three incredible indies that if you haven't seen them, I highly recommend checking them out. Um, the first one is on, I know it's on iTunes. Uh, it's called Lemon. It's Janixa Bravo's new film um, starring the incredible Brett Gilman. It's so insanely, painfully, heartbreakingly hilarious. Um, it's a completely singular film. I mean, it's not for everyone, but it is so for me. Uh, Brett plays like just a, just, uh, he's a lemon of a human being, which is, I'm, I'm assuming why the film's called Lemon, because he's just, I mean, just a, a, a wreck um, and and really broken. This very uh, um, unsuccessful actor who's also an acting teacher who is going on, uh, like, uh, who's just in a series of horrible relationships. I don't want to give away too much, but really incredible performances across the board and a lot of great comedy folk are in it. Um, John Daly is hilarious as the neighbor and Nia Long is wonderful. And, oh, um, just, it's it's fantastic. Check it out. It's just, it, it, like I said, watch the trailer. And I said, it's it's not going to be, um, it's it's not a crowd pleaser, but oh my God, was it a Drew Drogi pleaser. Um, then another one that I, that I really loved is Ingrid goes west um, uh, with Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen who give incredible performances uh, I'm sure you've heard of this it's it's on the major cities and it, and uh, I'm sure it'll be online places soon um, it is just an incredible evisceration of all of us it's just a takedown of social media it is it is your worst nightmare um, and it also has like a young adult vibe to it. It's like young adult meets single white female. Imagine if you have an Insta stalker who just assumes that you're friends because you just reply to one thing that she says on Instagram. And it's just this, again, painfully dark, truly fucked up, hilarious, blistering comedy. Um, And really just like, uh, I, I think it's just, it's fantastic. Elizabeth Olsen is just plays the perfect basic bitch Instagram I mean, avocado toast loving, uh, you know, brand new fucking Coachella fedora hat with feather wearing asshole that and plays it so brilliantly. And it's just it's just it's it's really wonderful. And it's and Aubrey Plaza is just gives just a, a, a terrifying, hilarious, painful performance in that movie. Um and then uh, the third indie that I saw that I really loved that I that I also highly recommend that's not painful. I mean, it is painful, but it's it's so not dark. Um, it's incredibly sentimental, and I shouldn't like it as much as I did, but it so worked for me and got me going so much. Is a film called Patty Cakes, um, starring uh, Daniel McDonald, who's th- who's this breakout. Star. I mean, it is just a beautiful film um, with the incomparable Bridget Everett, who I've uh, seen and known and loved for years. Who I just, uh, you, if you get a chance to see her live, I mean, now she's going to be playing at the Hollywood Bowl because she's becoming a huge star. And oh my God, nobody deserves it more. Um, just a just a cabaret legend. This woman is always on stage wearing like a towel with like a sweaty glass of Chardonnay. With a voice that you've—I mean, it's just this powerhouse, and she's super funny and sweaty and sexy and just like 
she's just uh, she's just so just so fucking raw and true and beautiful and plays the mom in this movie and Kathy Moriarty who is one of my all-time favorites is the grandmother who gives an incredible performance but it's a it's a movie about uh, small town Jersey uh, uh, white girl rapper who um, again has a dream and it has a it, you know it, it has uh, it has a real eight mile kind of vibe to it and again it's very earnest and it it's a movie that like I feel like in lesser hands uh, would could just be really schmaltzy and instead I was I was just there for it the whole time I was just I was into it and it and it just um, so if you're looking for something that's not as bleak as the first two I highly recommend patty cakes so check them out lemon anger goes well <laughs> I can't talk lemon Ingrid Goes West and Patty Cakes. Check them out. Find them in in, uh, in theaters or online soon. Um, that's all I have to say. Now let's now let's welcome our guests. Hi guys, how are you two? Hi Drew, good. Good. Wonderful. I'm sitting here with the delightful Kyle Buchanan and Drew Singh. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for being on here. Oh my god, I'm so I'm so excited. How is your hot? Wednesday afternoon. Awful. Yeah, it's awful. I'm hot. trying to coax my dog through it. He oh, just really? sort of refuses to go out. Oh, he just honey. sort of flips down. What kind of dog do you like have? I have a terrier. Oh. He's very cute, very enthusiastic. They're my favorite. Loves to go out traditionally, loves to meet people and other dogs, uh-huh. but he gives me this expression when we go out like you can't be serious yeah. really in this heat. <laughs> yeah, they they get it. They feel it. I saw on this the sidewalk by I'm I'm I live in austere Franklin Village, uh, but there's all these restaurants on the side, of the, and they're you know, on, and everybody brings their dogs to the restaurants. And the dogs yesterday were just l- like flat on the ground, just like just dead on the ground. It was terrible. Yeah, and even that's not great because the ground is so fucking hot. I right know. Now. Yeah, I know. It's just like, what do you what do you even do? Um, but I grew up with terriers. I, I had a Boston Terrier growing up that I was, was my favorite dog of all time. Named? Dorchester. Dorchester. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. Happen? Well, it's a borough in Boston. Uh, and we just, we went through names because when we got a Boston Terrier, we we're like, what are some names that are like really cute? And we're like, oh, Dorchester is perfect. <laughs> and so, and he just looks like it. And he just seemed like a gentleman named Dorchester, this little Boston Terrier. But then we found out this was in the late 80s. Uh, yeah, this would have been like 88, 89 when we got him. And we found out like a month after we named him that that's where the new kids on the block were from. And yeah. we were mortified because <laughs> we were like, that's so uncool. And we hope nobody finds out. But, you know, in North Carolina, no one really, you know, it was pre-internet. So no one really knew all that kind of, you know, deep that cut kind of trivia. Stuff. Right. Well, exactly. What was, uh, do you have a nickname for him? Yeah. Something with four short? syllables. You've no, got. it was yeah, only yeah. Dorchester. Really? Yeah. That's oh. all that we call, we call. And Very then fancy. he, he just, it so fit him. And then he, um, uh, lost one of his legs because he, he fell down the stairs at our house like he was trying to he used to be able to run up the stairs and he could with his weight push open the door at the top of the stairs well he just timed it wrong and fell down the stairs broke his leg and the vet put the cast on too tight. Oh, no. And they had to remove his leg. And I remember my parents' reaction was like it was so nice that the vet didn't charge us to remove the leg. (laughs) And I was infuriated as I was like you guys are doing this wrong. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, it sounds like malpractice. Yeah, veterinary. Yeah, um, but apparently, I guess some dogs like because normally a dog uh, they were saying would like bite at the cast and stuff if it was feeling like it was the circulation was being cut off, but he didn't. Well, that's victim blaming. And I know exactly. Thank you. <laughs> and so he uh, he only had three legs, but he never it never seemed to bother him. He. Hopped along most of his life with just three. Yeah, dogs are really... surprisingly adaptable. I have yeah. a friend who had a, a a dog that got hit by a truck and and then had, they had to amputate a leg. And uh-huh. every it, you it, when you looked at the dog as he came in a room, you didn't even notice he had three legs. It took about an hour because, yeah. because of the way he'd bound around for you to right. go. Oh, wait a minute, he's only got three yeah. legs. They're so adaptable. Yeah. They just, they, yeah. Now, can we afford like a sad Sarah McLaughlin track to underscore <laughs> this conversation? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, and just sobbing, crying. How in those commercials do they literally make it look like the dogs are literally crying? <laughs> yeah. You know? I get so upset, though, on Facebook when people share like hurt animal videos. Oh, oh yeah. Me. I just can't. I can't I, Even a lost dog flyer? I mean, obviously, I understand sure. the necessity of it, sure. but there's nothing sadder than a flyer that says, lost 
lost dog needs medicine to live. Oh, God, I know. I That's know. Sad. You're just like, well, when you see lost cat, you're like, goodbye, because <laughs> we live in coyote country, and it's just not a good sign. And I, I love cats, too. I'm a dog and a cat person. Um, and and no other animals. If you Did you ever... Drew, Drew was in my improv class yes, years ago. Yes, I was. Do yes. you remember when I used to have a rule about, like, you're not allowed to hurt dogs or cats on stage? Yes. I don't, but I Is don't care. Is that a thing that came up? People yes, it comes that? up all the time what? in improv. And, and I think it's a panic move. People panic people and they go, like, oh, yeah, they, they start a scene and they have, you know, the groundlings especially, you're taught to like start a scene in a big emotion. And uh-huh. so they start like with crying <laughs> and it's always lights up. Grandma's dead or yep. the dog is dead. Wow. And often a shovel is accompanied with that yes, where you're yes, shoveling you're sh- yes. a, a live grave <laughs> for one of those animals. Exactly. And it's always like, why? Okay, first of all, like, that's, that's first of all, anybody would cry at that. Like, yeah. that's so, it's not like that's interesting and it's not like you're telling us anything about your character. It's not I a mean, point of view. You're right. <laughs> like, I'm like, cry over, you know, the most, you know, cry over spilt milk because that'll tell us more about who you are. But don't cry over something that everybody, but yeah, it's a total panic move. Like, I gotta make something really big happen. Yeah. So what's the worst thing? My yeah. dog's dead or my grandma's dead? And I mean, 99 times out of 100 people, the students are like, I know, I don't know why I went there. <laughs> you know, they're like, it's just the, the worst worst thing I could think of yeah. but it's like yeah but we don't want to watch that like you know we don't want to wa- you know uh, you know uh, unless you're going to have like a really interesting take on this dead animal which you know it's just not going to be hard. that way it's <laughs> it's very hard I know that improv is sort of a free for all and a no judgment zone but do you ever find that you can sort of like get a glimpse into somebody's inner sociopath 100% oh, yes. <laughs> you get well because people they're naked you know when they get up there to do it they there's no script there's nope. no props there's no costumes it's just them you see where it goes and when people will naturally go for it, and it's like um if you, I'm sure you've seen Jimmy Fowley's video that he made with, the, with his mock improv class. Have you seen that? No. He did a video. You've got it. You guys all have to check it out. Jimmy Fowley made this amazing video. Uh, Google Jimmy Fowley improv class, and he plays like 20 different people <laughs> that are all in an improv class together, and it's like everything, <laughs> like blown up times a thousand. But <laughs> but there's one guy that's like way too sexual. There's like an older gay man that just is just so disgusting, and there's like a and but there's like a you know the one guy that's using it as an opportunity to like flirt with girls mm-hmm. you know and uh, you know and just then like there's the actress in the class who's just like things are going really well for me and uh, <laughs> this is just really what I want to you know but you really do see where people are coming from you really do yeah. there's some people you're like oh wow not a lot has happened to you you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, and that's like, not like I, and it's very hard. That was hard for me when I was a teacher, when I would just to be like, I don't really know how to give you, I can give you a million examples for what you could do, and I, but I don't want you to do anything that I would tell you to do. Just, but to a lot of people, they're like, wow, you've gone through a pretty nice and easy life. That yeah. must be wonderful. And not like I've had a terrible life. I've had a, you know, comparatively very lovely life too, but there's just, there's some people you're like, wow, they've never seen the world yeah. through anything but the rose-tinted glasses. And, they're yeah. not drawing from their own lives, they're drawing from other comedy. Yes. Yeah, yeah from other Absolutely. comedy, yes. Or from, you know, what they think would be funny uh, or what they think would be interesting or just like, <clears throat> to them, like, you know, a really great character to come in is like their friend Steve who's just really cool <laughs> you know and you're like that's you know what I mean I'm like I want you to I want, who was a bully to you or like yeah. who was who was the worst boss you've ever had or who's that family member that you like dread going to see or yeah. or, or you know and you know, whatever. It's it's. Feel, there's uh, also once in a while there's like a complete mystery. Uh, for, uh, uh, yes. you know when you're trying to when you see a person like there was someone. I was in an improv class a, a while ago, and there was one guy who, no matter what the scene was, every single scene, <laughs> at some point to sort of when he was justifying the relationship or like you know labeling who they are to each other, would every single time say, "Look." I know you're married to my sister. And, he did <laughs> and I have no idea what the backstory is of why wow. that was. <laughs> wow, that's that says a lot right yeah. there. Yeah, he's got yeah, there's some issues there. It was so fascinating. But also like that's his go to always. Like like that implies anything. Yeah. Look, I know you're married to my sister. Yeah, it's like, okay. So that means <laughs> that means what? what? Yeah. <laughs> it was how he would like if he had to be, if he was being weird to that person, he would justify it that way. If that person was being odd and he had to be okay oh. with it, he would say that. You know what I mean? It was just a good oh my god stock I love, option. I love that so much. But yeah, you can, and you know, and 
there's the thing too like I mean uh, you know you obviously can't judge you can't say you are this kind of a person but you know you yeah. have to but I, I learned to like stop things quickly yeah. because you're like when it starts going down a road but you're like it's just not going to get any better yeah and, you're a great teacher Drew I think oh, one God, thing I learned one I mean, thing I learned from, from Drew a lot was you know you were saying improv's kind of a free for all and there's not a judgment thing but I think one thing you, you the term you used a lot was like that is I think you said something like that's a lower percentage choice. Yeah, that's like, what that's we're a, that's that's what we're trained to teach. It's like yeah. percentages because because it, I, I like that because it's like there can be a scene about a dead dog that's hilarious, just less that's likely. Wonderful. I mean, like I'm trying to think of an example in a movie. I, I mean, I think of like okay, dead grandma or dead mother. That play Loot by Joe Orton is like is hilarious, and the play they're banging a dead woman around. Yeah. the whole play, but it's. It's so like it can work, like but like it's so much harder to do. It's just a lower percentage. So when you're yeah. learning improv, like why give yourself that horrible hill to climb yeah. on top of doing improv? Yeah, because also like, you know, I love John Waters, but I don't want to see a scene where lights up where you're eating shit. Yeah, like, it's not. I mean, I'm not yeah. interested in that, and it's not because I'm pass. I'm going to be offended. It's just more like yeah. okay, you're going for a laugh, and yeah. it's gross, and it's just like what? What's the point? Yeah. If you're yeah. starting to play poker, don't go all in on an ace high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know. Um, well, thank you. Drew, if you're getting ready to start over at the Groundlings. Yes, excited. I am. I'm pretty yeah. excited, yeah. You're going to be in the really... Sunday Company. That's right. That's right. In November. In November, yeah. We were just talking about it, so I'm like recapping. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> Drew, so you taught him at what point in his I had you at level intermediate, one, right? Oh, intermediate. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, and what no. did you discern then? Oh my god, he was hilarious from the day he walked <laughs> in. Always, nice. I've always, I've always loved Drew and his. The, Thank you. You, uh, you always just brought in such weird characters. You're able to play <laughs> slime balls like and still be really charming. <laughs> Thank you. I do like, like that's my balls. favorite thing that you play like really horrible people uh, that yeah. where we like love you for it. Oh, like, thanks. I do um, like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, so. I think that, that, yeah, there's something freeing about tapping into your id when yeah, you're doing oh, comedy. Yeah, oh, completely. <laughs> when you get to be like, oh, I get to be this horrible person. And, yeah. you know, I know that's all I ever want to play. When I'm always like a nice person, I'm like, okay, snooze. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Um, and Kyle, you are working now. You move around. Uh, I'm, at, at, I'm at New York Magazine. At you're Vulture. New York Magazine. Okay. Oh. But yeah. Vulture. Um, and they're the same? I'm they are. Well, Vulture is uh, it's the entertainment wing mm-hmm. of New York Magazine. It used to just sort of be like another vertical to use right, blog right, speak. Right, right, mm-hmm. But it became so big that it's its own website. Uh, so I basically write for there, and then some of my stuff also appears in print. But the print stuff comes out every two weeks, and Vulture is every 10 minutes. There's something. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so, yeah. There's you have, if, in an alternate universe, I, I would. you have the job I just would dream really like, I, lo- I love movies I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the biggest nerd oh my god me too Kyle and I get together we run into each other at Akbar and Dream we will like taste. hold court and be like what have you seen lately what have you seen because <laughs> yeah. I I'm this I am the, I feel the same way Drew I would be I would love I think that'd be such a it would be such a I mean I, I'm sure it's super hard and there's a lot of work yeah. involved but but I just mean the the world of it is so no absolutely like next week I'm going to the Toronto Film Festival How which fun. is these things are exhausting yeah. yes. you know yeah, yes. and maybe I make it that way because I want to see everything yeah. I want to go to every party. I want to interview everybody. I want to live that maximal life. Of course. Uh, and like, I, you know, I come it. home and I'm like half dead for yeah. two weeks. Yeah. yeah. But it's incredible and it's so intoxicating to be around that and to have the conversations that you and I have, Drew. Right. Uh, when we meet up at Akbar every weekend. I know. What have you seen? You get to have those like on the regular. You know, you could be waiting in line for the bathroom at a restaurant and just say to some random person, "What have you seen?" And then suddenly, you know, you you're off. I know. That's my. Th- so I cool. love film festivals for that reason and whenever I get to go I also try to see as much as I can and you know it's like every year at Outfest and uh, people you know laugh at me they're like why are you r- breaking your neck to get across town to see everything I'm like because for 11 days I'm going to see things that I never would get to see otherwise and yeah. like that's kind of the point of it like there is the, the it is a marathon and yeah you could always hang out and you know, and do nothing, and just go to just go to a couple parties, or just go to the movies that you're involved in, or whatever. But you miss out on so much. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've got to say, like, and every time I've I've gone out of town to a film festival, and I've gotten to see, you know, I'll be there with something I'm a part of, and then I'll have an extra day, and I'll just see whatever is yeah. at the festival that I can get a ticket for. And it's like, if it's bad, you can always walk out, but you almost never do. And then you talk to people afterwards, and it, you know, at Sundance, it's so fun to be on that shuttle. You know, in Park City, and just like talk to strangers because that's what the conversation is always about. So you're like, what have we just seen? And you know, and uh, it's 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 really it's it's fascinating. I remember Mm -hmm. the one time I went and saw um, 
James Franco's interior leather bar oh. at mm-hmm. Sundance. Mm-hmm. And it was I'm playing at the, which is, um, Drew, have you seen the William Friedkin movie Cruising? Yes. Okay, so James Franco made this sort of weird, um, <laughs> definitely, definitely weird, um, uh, offshoot of like, but Cruising had all this um, cut footage that was all like in the leather bar that they like, couldn't use at the time, you know, there was too scandalous. And right. so James Franco decided to reenact the, the, the vibe and sort of remake the lost footage. Sort of. Uh, sort of. The and then, phrase. and then. <laughs> but yes. with a new narrative, with a different. Completely. Yeah, I think that might be giving it, it like too much. like they were sort of figuring it out as they uh, were going. Figuring it out as they were going. Right. And right. then with that, he interspersed like real couples having sex, like in their apartment, which I don't. I didn't understand. Oh. Uh, and then there's a lot of like a straight actor on the phone outside with his girlfriend deciding whether he's going to do this or not. Like play this, play this uh, Al Pacino role in the reenactment. And it's. And those scenes are faked. Like, so yes. there's a whole lot of. Oh. So it's a lot of, of like, what's, what is this about? And the most interesting part of the whole thing is, is just James Franco's fascination with, <laughs> with gay life and with leather culture and all that. And mm. I, I would love just a, an hour interviewing him and him. You know his his interest in all that. That's that's not anyway, because his his fetish for gay things and is more interesting to me than the right. actual fetish of the, you know in the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think I think Cruising's a brilliant movie, and I think it's you know, um, and I, I don't really know that it needs to be explored any more than what it is. Anyway, but the most fun was ha- was the after that screening on the shuttle and it was like an hour away from Sundance it was like a long shuttle ride back in the snow in January the people the of all walks of life truly who yes Sundance I mean who, you have no, Sundance has everything real housewife like socialites oh from, yes oh from, yeah like, Salt Lake City oh, yeah the, the I've never been to Sundance Hollywood type it's exhausting and I've I've yeah. I've been twice and and it is like I don't know what Kyle it must be insane for you because oh, it's, it's like incredibly exhausting but one of the most so, fun things I do yeah and it's it really is because you just you get up before the sun's out and you catch a shuttle and the first movie start at eight a.m. Oh. and Sometimes so you have to fun. wait wait in line to get in and yes. you know, and but anybody can go. Sounds like a dream. And so you can just especially people with money, they will just buy like, you know, a fifteen hundred dollar package and just get tickets to whatever they want oh, and yeah. they'll just like get a house for the week and it's just like a thing to do. And so yeah, you get everything. But just the rage that was on that bus about that James Franco movie and everyone together just screaming about it. And then like, wait, what's this? What was that about? What was this? And it was almost like anyone that loved this was just shamed quiet on that bus. But, you know, but, but it was this weird unifier for like, I was like, I would never talk to these people about oh, anything else. And it, and, it, and it is like, you know, so many people have like sports as this thing that they can all like sort of talk about at a bar. Right. And I don't have that. And so it's like, when you get to talk about movies in that way and be so emotional and, and you know, um, and you and I, Kyle, like, see, you know, we're pretty eye to eye. We see a little, you know, but when we disagree, I love hearing wow, you disagree yeah. with me. Like, it's so fun to just sort yeah. of talk like that in yeah. that way. And I get why people are so into it. Well, I don't know if you feel the same way, Drew, but, you know, so I used to be the film critic of The Advocate uh, mm-hmm. when, the, you know, it still was a print publication. And I really learned a lot from doing that. Obvious things, but then also the fact that, like, I'm a gay guy. And when I would go to these screenings, when I was in my 20s, almost everybody else in those rooms would be, you know, these, like, 60 or 70-year-old straight white male critics. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, like... Uh, it just really taught me that a film is subjective. You yes, know, your reaction right. is not empirical. And right. I think that we have treated people's reactions to movies as empirical, as yeah. like, yes. you know, like what uh, practically something that you would inscribe onto stone. Yes. Right. And, and that's because, like, you know, straight white guys have gone to define just about every reaction Absolutely. to everything for right. so long. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's it's like, well, you know, you, you, you know, Roger Ebert loved movies and was a wonderful writer, but oh my God, was he wrong about so oh, many things in all my the opinion. Time. He never understood John Waters. And I was like, yeah. if you don't get John Waters, then... I don't. Th- I don't know what you're doing. I mean, he, you know. And I. I um. Just I've w- w- a favorite that I had I hadn't seen in years. Maybe a year ago, I watched The Hunger, and I just. Dec- I just like what, what were the reviews like when they came out? And Roger Ebert gave it such a tepid review, like, meh, it's all style and it's not really that great. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that like you know, 
and that's just it's just one person's opinion yeah. and there are other things that I would agree with him but he had a book called I really 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 hated this movie mm-hmm. and on the cover of it I mean he had his hands up like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone and there's so many movies in that book that I love yeah but yeah. it's like wow like just, he just yeah. camp anything camp and queer he just did not and it like, did not scan for him like I get it like the allure of like a scathing review like we're all sure. subject like it, yeah it's, you love that shit yeah. it's hilarious Pauline Kael Xana don't yeah well you know, <laughs> did you know what the, yes, on Xana do. do that was the yeah. entire review yeah, she took out an entire that. column that just said Xana don't but yeah. it's really made me realize like how much of movie going is subject and when I wrote yeah. The Advocate, I tried to write all of my articles as though there was almost like a like a built-in Dakota ring. Mm-hmm. That you could read them and you would get my opinion, but there would be enough transparency about it that you could say, well, I come into this with different life experiences, <laughs> you know even though he didn't right. like it. Yeah. I have a sense that I might, you know? I think, because so, yeah. I think that's a better way to look at movies. Even the act of going to a film festival, seeing something like Interior Leather Bar or really any of these movies mm-hmm. uh, that are outside anybody's wheelhouse, makes you realize that... Even a bad movie can contain good performances, Absolutely. interesting ideas, and a good movie can contain all you know a whole uh, lot of bad shit too. I, do, I, I feel I definitely feel like some of the my favorite film reviews I've read, whether like some of Pauline Kael's best stuff or Andrew, Sarr, even people I disagree with, mm-hmm. uh, are the ones where even when I disagree with them, I get a feeling of the movie from reading them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they transmit a little bit of like, oh, this is what it's like to watch the movie. So even though I didn't like this, yeah, like part a little of it, perfume, you a know? little perfume, like a yeah. scent of it. Exactly, you get a scent of the movie. You get a, a sense of the visuals. You get a sense of the the feel. Yeah, those are right. My and I, I remember I used to read reviews because I I think also it's it's you're trained from being in school. Like I wanted to see how many stars the movie would right. get, or like Entertainment yeah. Weekly would li- literally to this day gives them A B C D at like yeah. like in grade school. Grade. And I used to really care about that because yeah. I think it was also we're trained to score films in that way. Yeah. And now it's my least favorite part of something. I don't care how many stars something gets. I really want to read. Yeah. And there are many times I'll read a review and I'm like, I can't really tell if the reviewer liked this or not. And that used to drive me crazy. And now I'm like, I get it because it is that. It is the kind of thing where you're like, you know, if, you know, I remember, you know, when, the, when LA Weekly like reviewed, this is in theater, but they reviewed the tour of August Osage County and slammed it for not being as good as a, a Cherry Orchard or one of the checkoff plays. And it's like, well, that is, first of all, like, that's so, the pro- the play has been proven to be like this, you know, it's like, what about this production? Like, what yeah. about, like, it's, it, if you don't like the play, that's fine, but that's kind of not why we would read a review. Like, it's already won all these awards and Pulitzer and Tony and stuff. So what's the point of being like, well, it's not as good as Chekhov. Well, what, 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 you know what I mean? Where's your standard there, you know? And so, like, yeah. I, I don't like when... When you read, you know, when there is a review that that's sort of, you know, basically the when they when they have a when it's a personal thing, like I just didn't like this mm-hmm. thing, versus like being a little bit more critical of like the the the, the whole product, you know, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I said, there are many. I love reading reviewers even when I disagree with the movie and or disagree with the review, um, you know, it's you know when there's when they're really well-written and um, yeah Melissa Anderson is somebody who like can just be so hateful and about I love reading her reviews because there's something even <laughs> yeah. when I disagree yeah. when Made I'm like oh I loved her. a movie or I hate yeah. it you know but she will just rip something apart <laughs> and uh, I think she was the one that was like when that was the review in the where, uh, for the voice when it was for Tyler Perry's movie I Can Do Battle by Myself <laughs> and she wrote, and she said Tyler Perry proves you know she was like as writer director editor star and producer Tyler Perry certainly proves that he can do battle <laughs> by himself and it's just like oh, so yeah see that's good. delicious, there is delicious. A, yeah. have you ever relished uh, a bad review I mean I think the the bad Reviews or the bad because I, I don't I don't review anymore, but I will still write features about mm-hmm. things where you can. It's not hard to glean my opinion, right? But I think the bad things or the the sort of putatively bad movies that I relish are movies that are so bad they're good or yeah. ultimately are bad by like a really square standard, mm-hmm. but that I was fucking living for while yeah, I watched them. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That would be some other man's trash, but yeah, for me, right. was, oh, some of my were so much more invigorating movies. than yes. some of the other yes, films. Yes, yes, I fully. Uh, yeah, some of my favorite movies are objectively bad to. Probably most viewers, but I'm like, there's <laughs> oh, but it oh, hits a really part like of you. what? Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have one? 
I'm trying to think. Like, there's a couple of De Palma. F- oh, uh, sure. Yeah, well, that's a great works. example of yeah. it. Yeah. They're, just, they're not objectively well-made plots or anything, but the, they hit a part of me oh, that makes yeah. me feel well, like a Body Double is Body that, Double. Like, is like, I can't argue that this is like, I mean, it's misogynist. Oh, it is. It is the trash. The kill. Is so bad. The protagonist so is terrible. <laughs> but there's sequences um, in it where I'm just like course, captivated. Yeah, but, I, but I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm riveted by it. I mean, Dress to Kill is one of my favorites. I watched that with a a friend of mine who's trans, and she and she said this should be offensive to me on every level. But I love this movie. Yeah, so yeah, much. yeah, because yeah. yeah. It, the the villain is a villain because. Uh, Michael K. Oh, I don't want to spoil. Anything, oh, but... yeah, I think you just did. Uh, <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I also love that Brian De Palma movies give away the the ending in the title. <laughs> I mean, dress to kill is like. So, you know, what does that mean other than someone who's dressing up? You know, kill. and then body double is literally revealed. Like, actually, Melanie Griffith has been a body a double, double the whole yeah. time, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. And this looks <laughs> like thin Hitchcock. Of, oh, completely. Uh, uh, Veneers yeah. over that, that. But I mean, like, I could watch Angie Dickinson walk around a museum. Yes. For, Amazing. For an hour. And you basically do. You, you, basically you do. do. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Uh, and just like, and just why, like, close up on full blonde bush at the beginning <laughs> of that movie? Why? Why? No, and, and yet, thank you. I Yeah, we yeah. need it for the aesthetic of yeah. what's happening. But yeah, I went to I, the Arrow to watch that not long ago. Oh, yeah. They were doing like a whatever, a, mm-hmm. a, a revival thing of it and they they had a slightly extended cut and the only extended scene that I could discern was that shower scene. <laughs> it was oh, longer yeah. at the beginning. Oh, wow. Longer lingering We definitely need more of that. Yeah. I remember and God, I don't remember if it was George Lucas but it was sort of a similarly sexless filmmaker who said this. Don't quote me on it being George Lucas <laughs> but imagine a George Lucas type. Yeah, yeah. But he said that that why he loved De Palma is that you could watch a movie like Carrie and you would see so much bush in the first minute that you would think the movie could go anywhere from there. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And also, like, so beautiful, like, in the way that, that like, because, I mean, Carrie, the beginning of that movie is so gorgeous until yes. it immediately turns into the, you know, this horror, horror yeah. for her when it gets to Carrie. But, the, you know, and it's like, what other filmmaker can make you watch high school girls nakedly going through a locker room and with, like, the beautiful Pino Donaggio music yeah. and just being like, this is gorgeous. This is gorgeous. And you're like, it is. Yeah. It's great. Some, I mean, like, uh, um, what is that blowout you know the, there's uh-huh. that parody at the beginning of, of like a slasher thing and it uh-huh. even though it's a bad parody I'm still leaning forward in my seat oh like this, absolutely you know, even though it's intentionally terrible yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, the new Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks: The Return. Like, Which I haven't watched. There are so many like dissonant, clanging notes in it. Like so many, uh, even acting choices that would seem to be bad, yeah. like almost empirically bad. Mm-hmm. And yet, the way he sort of folds them into this tapestry, there, I'm obsessed, and they're brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like something doesn't that's have all, to that's be David traditionally Lynch good always, that's Lynch. to be. That's, because that's always sort of that's sort of like a stumbling block for me and I get it on a level of like and I wish I liked David Lynch I wish I loved David Lynch because I mm-hmm. it's something that I, I I wish I got it on, on like a on, a, on like a core level um, and Which I, if I think I, is the way that you do get it or you don't yeah right. like yeah. it either like it either, it either does something you or... viscerally or it doesn't yeah. and for me I'm always distant from it and I think a lot of it is like the acting is like what? <laughs> Why was that the choice? But you yeah. know, you're in the hand. You're watching like a masterpiece. So it's, it's very not intentional. Like, I'm not yeah. like going. Oh, this. Well, they should have done that again and made it better. You know, because it's like um, the messiness and the and the the imperfections are what make it genius. You know? Yeah. But it's yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I think that what you just said about the hitting you in, in your core or not is so yes. that's kind of one of the reasons why I enjoy comedy or at least as from a performing point of view because it's so black or white like it's yeah. either if you get a laugh there's no arguing with it it's right, not like a right. drama where you can be like well you know mm-hmm. well you're saying that and yet I find that okay so the two things that you would expect would get the most visceral like honest pure reactions mm-hmm. comedy and like a pop song mm-hmm. are the two things that people will disavow actually having liked and responded to interesting like mm-hmm. they get yeah. all torn mm-hmm. up and like I can't admit that I liked and, it and yeah. it's like listen to yourself it's a lower art or something right. you know? I don't oh, know it's they so definitely funny to me. they definitely do and they'll sure. have to have like a sort of uh, an intellectual reaction to that's true to yeah. why they laughed. And sometimes it's like, it just made you laugh. And there are things that either just, you know, you either, you know, I mean, I think it is, it's so subjective. I mean, I get what you're saying is it's like you get up and you're like, I either 
got laughs where I didn't. And so it's that immediate reaction, you know, whereas when someone's, what do, you know, when you're doing a drama in front of an audience, you're like, I have no idea how well this is going. Right. Because, yeah. You know, but it's just it's so fascinating to me that, you know, when you do like a play and you do a run for months and every night you're doing the same play and in same size audience and they will laugh at different moments. Some they nights will. they don't laugh at all. That's true. Some nights you can't get them to calm down and it gets annoying how much they're yep. and you're like, We're not that different yeah. tonight than we were last night. The crowd has its own and energy. The crowd has the its crowd. own sort of vibe it's and subjective then, again. It's so it subjective. Is. It's so subjective. It's so I noticed strange. that I saw uh well, I've seen this movie three times now, but I saw a girl strip when it was first out in theaters uh-huh. and I, I had a I had a blast watching it, but it was a completely different crowd each time. And the first time right. it was like a pretty rowdy Sunday night crowd. And it was a completely different movie. You know, the the movie changes yeah. so a comedy especially, yeah. I think. And you're like, this is constant. This is like play the movie. It's it is what it is. Yeah. And yet the audience is is the variable. Yeah. Know? And that exactly that's, yeah. And the first yeah. laugh is probably the big variable too, right? That's like true. when yes. the audience yes. realizes it's a collective needs, first laugh. They need that the person, and it's something that like I love. I mean, because I mean, I I as you both know, I laugh out loud a lot uh, when I'm enjoying something, and I don't do it just to not to like help the audience along because I'm such a good person. <laughs> but like, I am a big believer in like an audience gets the show they deserve, and I'm like, if I'm enjoying something, I'm gonna let people. I mean, I, and it's also just naturally I will laugh back at something, but I know that like uh, that. You need someone like me in the audience to laugh at a comedy to give people permission to laugh because I think a lot of people, especially because they're used to watching things at home, they're they're enjoying something and their faces are just sort of pleasant. Yeah, and sort of. You know, they're sort of watching and then afterwards they're like, "That was hilarious," but you're like, "Wow, you didn't give me any <laughs> yeah. sense of you know." You need that person to give you you know. You need that big, boisterous, insane laugh to make everyone go, "Oh, okay, we can laugh." We at have this. permission. Yeah, you know, yeah. we had one audience in our uh, uh, the play I did earlier. Uh, uh, super campy, over the top, the Charles Bush play I did earlier this year, and one of our audiences were these college kids, and their teacher didn't tell them that they were watching camp, <laughs> and so at intermission, I had some friends that were in the audience that night, and they were like, "These kids are in line," and they're going, "I think this is funny," and then the other one's like, "I, I think, I think it is too." Can we laugh? It was the worst. We were on stage going, "We're dying." Fuck <laughs> these kids. They're not getting it. They don't understand. And I'm like, they're sitting out there terrified yeah. that they don't know that they're allowed to laugh out loud. And because, yet this is hilarious. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. And you're like, how do you not just? Because they also, it's like I'm sure it's like intro to theater kids so they're not yeah. like naturally performers or they don't get what this is because I'm like this to me is so obviously but I think they were like I don't want to be rude and laugh <laughs> yeah. if, they, if these people are serious and I'm like I am in full drag <laughs> and I'm like you know we're basically like laugh. you know like making out with our children and we're just like stabbing and killing <laughs> each other it's like obviously it's a joke but they you know they yeah. they didn't get it until they were told like you actually can laugh at this and also like your teacher can burn in hell for not telling you like <laughs> You're getting ready to watch a comedy. This is what camp is. And maybe let's watch, you know, whatever happened to Baby Jane before we watch this play so you know, like, kind of what we're going for and what we're doing. Oh, anyway, um, I don't want to run out of time. I want to hear. I want to hear stories from you guys. Uh, yeah. Who wants to go first? I, I feel like maybe I should. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Have you might have to. You might have to soon. duck out early. Okay. okay right. So this is a whole journey. Great. Uh, really? And there's sex involved. So if oh any of my, my God, family members it. are listening, <laughs> maybe tap out now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this takes place when I was, I mean, like really young. When you know, when we were baby gays, it was pre everything, mm-hmm. pre apps, pre television. Yeah. <laughs> pre- <laughs> yeah. We uh, we went to the Abbey on dinosaurs. <laughs> um, no. So I, I didn't have a ton of gay friends when I first got into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I didn't, I, I didn't have a super active sex life, but I do remember. So there was this one night that sort of kicked off this chain reaction of crazy events uh, that left me with a whole lot of, well, now I've done that, now I've done that. Oh yeah. Uh, I went to uh, Here Lounge. Remember uh-huh. that? Was oh, yeah. Thing? It was like sure. mostly lesbian, like kind of glam uh-huh. lesbian. Uh huh. It was right next to the Abbey. Yeah. And now it's called The Chapel. What is it now? Well, I, I don't know. know. I feel, okay, yeah. Um, I went with my friend Angel and our friend Helen, uh, who's a lesbian. And uh, it was that sort of like end of the night potential pair off. Like In I my found... mind, I'm imagining Angel from Rent and Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever works for you. It wouldn't be bad. Uh-huh. Um, at the end of the night, there's this sort of 
pair off that happens. Uh, you know, I found like this like kind of nice guy that I was talking to. Angel was talking to this guy who would not shut up, and Helen was sort of stuck with this girl that she was not into. <laughs> but we were all walking back to our cars, and I think there was just that sort of like vague sense of like, so we're we gonna call it quits. Are any of us going in each other's cars back to our homes? What's the deal? And in the middle of this, this SUV pulls up alongside the curbs. Back when everyone drove SUVs for some reason, sure. Um, and there's this blonde <laughs> twinky dude inside driving. He rolls down the window and he's like, "Hey, where's the party?" <laughs> it was Hollywood where like I wouldn't know where the party was if it hit me um, and we're like nowhere the bars just got out and he's like oh well you guys want to come back to my place we'll make a party there and I was uh-huh. like eh? and Angel said let's all get in so everybody got in except Helen and her poor woman that she was stuck with <laughs> And so we're in this car. Char woman. I'm I'm the passenger seat, so I'm making conversation with this guy that we just met, driving the SUV, driving us back to his place. Find out that he's a dancer. I'm like, oh, what sort of things have you danced in? This is really gonna date the story. He's like, oh well, you know, I'm in this like sort of big movie that's coming out next summer. You might see me in a dance sequence at the end. It's called Jilly. Oh, Um, (laughs) wow. Yeah. And we get back to this guy's place, and we're all hanging out. I don't remember there being a dance sequence. There actually is. I mean, like... Because I did see that in the theater, and it was a lot of fun to laugh at. Yeah. I mean, speaking of things that lead you on a journey where (laughs) you're unsure of the destination, the movie (laughs) ends with a musical number, like a Baywatch parody on the beach with uh, What's-His-Name from The Hangover playing a mentally handicapped man. Yes, I remember that. It's just insanity. Yeah, Justin Bartha. And so he's in that. Yeah. Wow. He is well, one of naturally. the dancers in that sure. scene. Right. Um, so we get back to this guy's place. We're, you know, having drinks, playing a little truth or dare. Angel and I, Angel's like basically my only gay friend at that point. Uh, and so some when the truth or dares were getting like a little bit PG-13, he's like, I don't know. Kyle's like my brother. I feel like I can't do this in front of him. So I'm like, that's my cue. I will go use the bathroom. So I go use the bathroom. I'm walking back, walk past this guy's uh, bedroom, the guy who picked us up. And he's got this wall of caps, like maybe 150 caps, like just all on pegs that he's like nailed into the wall. It was a very first of all interesting ew. situation. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so I'm like, I walk into his room to examine the caps and he comes in. And he says, hey, Vegas, because I'm wearing a T-shirt that says Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm like, What's happening here? Hey, and he comes up and it's like extremely flirtatious and starts making out with me. And I think, OK, what's going to happen if this guy that I was sort of hitting on at here lounge comes in and sees us, which is exactly what happened. And then he joined in. Oh. Uh, and then Angel and his chatty guy come in and they're like, what's happening? What's going on? And then they join in and then. Baby's first orgy, Beautiful. basically. Yeah. So we're having this, you know, five-person hookup on a bed. Again, I was not very sexually experienced at that time, so I was like, well, all this is happening now. Right. Uh, Angel and I having this sort of brotherly friendship. Angel was like, this is so weird. I can't put my hands here and there. And then uh, like the guy that Angel had brought back from here would not shut up. He was always Still? like, how do you feel about this? Ew. Is that good? How big is that? Oh, like it was no. just like this guy oh, just needs to God, stop. stop dominating this whole thing with this running pattern. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's an orgy. You got to be egalitarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the director's commentary. Right. Um, so we get to a point where Angel just like sits up. And he's like, I can't do this. I'm too Catholic for this. And he says, Kyle, you have to drive me home. And I mean, at this point, you know, obviously, like, way pre-Uber, pre-everything, and Angel was my, like, best friend. So I'm like, I guess I'm going to leave this orgy and drive my friend home who's having this crisis of conscience. Just suddenly? I don't know. Yeah, super suddenly. I mean, I later found out that he had stolen Vicodin from this dude and just, like, wanted to make, like, a clean getaway. Oh, my (laughs) God. But I drove Angel home, and then I was like, I'm going to go back. And I went back. And fortunately, oh God, so the chatty long, guy was gone. How long? Okay, it's like so an how, hour-long drive. Okay, it was from okay. West Hollywood to Los Feliz. Yeah, I got back. At that point, I think they had discovered the Vicodin theft, but they were still like, whatever, let's Who resume cares? this as a threesome. Right. So we had fun. It was all good. Uh, this is part one of the story. So then the next, the following like Monday, Angel and I get together at Akbar, and he's like, so? And I'm like, yeah, so? And he's like, so let's agree to never speak about that again. And I'm like, okay, 
You know, if we're going to sort of keep the equilibrium sure, of our friendship, sure, let's not. Sure. Whatever, fine. I don't know. Um, but then that night, there was this guy at Akbar who just sort of kept cruising me. He had these like gigantic Margaret Keane eyes. Like that was his most oh, memorable wow. feature. Just enormous anime eyes. Uh, <laughs> and it was just a little too like x-ray vision just like he wouldn't stop looking at me from any point i was uh-huh. i would get distracted i was like this guy's looking at me i can feel it like boring holes in the back of my skull uh but near the end of the night i go to use the bathroom maybe i should maybe the moral of the story is anytime i go to use the bathroom <laughs> chaos can happen yes because yes. i come back and he's talking to angel like so the two of them are talking and i'm like ah I'm going to have to talk to this guy right, that I don't right, know right, right. that yeah. I'm feeling. Sure. So I go up to Angel. We're talking. He goes to get a drink. And Angel's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And I said, what are you thinking? And he's like, threesome. And I'm like, I thought what? the whole thing here was that <laughs> right, we weren't right. going to cross this Rubicon anymore. Mm, right. Uh, but whatever. I was still young and impressionable. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, sure. So we go back to Angel's house with this dude. I smoke my very first cigarette which I hated, was uh, not into. I'm like, how do people get into people this? People always hate their first cigarette, which yeah. is fascinating. Why well, I hated my sense. first beer, and I was like, yeah. I don't understand alcoholics, and yeah. now it's like water to me. Yeah, You have to work <laughs> at it a you little do. bit. You, you have get to over that it. initial hump. Yep. Uh, no pun intended. And so <laughs> then we went into Angel's room, and we're hooking up, but this guy was still very laser-focused on me. And, you know, if you're in that sort of situation, you really have to make sure that, like, everybody's accounted right, for, nobody's right. got hurt feelings or feels left out and angel did so he's like listen if you just want to be with kyle go back to kyle's house basically kicking us out so at that point like you know we're halfway there i take him back to my house things happen and in the morning he's like wow i've never been with a guy before and i'm like oh okay oh boy (laughs) and he's like he basically wanted to leap straight to marriage Uh uh-huh right and was you know uh uh his world was changed by this yeah. experience yes, yes, right. that I thought was like a bizarre offhand whatever. So, also, he never the guy. So he was gonna have a th- he was gonna jump into a three. Ju- we did. He jumped right into it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so I mean, maybe that uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think back to my beginnings, my youth. Maybe that was in a way like safer, like less intimate. Oh yeah, maybe. you know, in a way of like less it's just emotional. three guys fooling around. It's just like a one on one thing. Yeah. But I think he also wanted to get to me, and like right. I wasn't giving him sort of that return sonar. Ping. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like right. you know, whatever sort of way it worked. Uh, so then, this is the like not as funny part, but I'll bring it home to the punchline. <laughs> no, I love it. You know, I love it. He yeah. like stalked me for like oh, two no. years. Wow. And stalking isn't fun. For like two years. Yeah, for like wow. two years. Again, pre social media and uh-huh. all of that stuff. So it was a lot of like. You know, driving home and just like knowing that like the car that just went by was his oh. or like flat out. I remember I started a new job one time, you know, and, and nobody would know that I'd started this job. Literally first day, first hour I was at this job. Phone call from this guy. I don't even know how he would have gotten Whoa. the number. So that was like. And, as, and even back then it was even harder to stalk people. Because yeah, we didn't I don't know how you would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now you would like, you'd check in places or yeah. say, yeah. excited to start my first day at blah, blah, blah. Yeah, now it's um, easy. And a light and Google stock is fine, but like back yeah, in the day, you were yeah, really yeah, yeah. like you had to be going a committed all out. And how funny yeah. that you knew from the first moment that he was staring at there you. There was just something, like, There's something weird here. A little off. And. Um, um, but yeah, so that was iffy and weird like after about two years it sort of dissipated well especially because when I when he called me at that job I was like listen I will call the police if you ever contact me again this is way beyond the line you know that I'm not interested I don't know how you got this number or even knew I started this job right um, years later Angel calls me and he's like I was just at a garage sale and you need to come over uh, so I come over and he pulls out this tape and he's like I bought this tape oh. I just thought it was like a random funny thing and I started watching it while I was cleaning and you have to watch it. So he puts on this tape and it is like, I mean, it's gay porn, but like no one gets naked. The premise of it, I guess, is like just dudes faces being like smushed into jeans clad crotches. Like, oh, so I'm like going to so take your face and just smear it into... Yeah, well, it's a very <laughs> specific, specific thing, fetish thing yeah, yeah, you uh-huh, know, that uh-huh. I did not know existed, but there's something for everybody. Uh, and one of the guys who's getting his face is smushed into a yeah. jeans-clad crotch 
was our guy. Wow. 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 So he went on his own journey too. Oh my God. Wow. Wow, that's fascinating. Amazing. (laughs) Do you think all that long stalking was just to see if you would... <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I don't I was, know. I was terrified that you were going to tell me it was like a bootleg of like some sex tape that he made of you guys. Oh, yeah, no. oh, gosh, and yeah. I would have been like, oh my god, that would have been horrible. Uh, um, that's wild. How crazy though that you know. Also, like the people that you meet when you first move out, or you're in your or twenties, and you're just figuring out who you are. And you start to hang out with, it's like just, you know, and you're all just like discovering things together. Yeah. And, you know, and and really like let's hope this guy is is totally cool now and just like couldn't deal with. So or yeah. just like you were like you represented everything that he wanted ultimately mm-hmm. in terms of like to be out with a boyfriend and, you know, having sex. And I mean, all that stuff that he was like, great, this is what I want. This is it. This mm-hmm. is going to work for me. But it's just like it's it's also it's just it's fascinating that, you know, you just go on these crazy journeys and the amount of nights I've had with strangers like I don't do that at all anymore I mean thank god well, I don't I, know, know does but... anybody I mean that used to be such a lawless time this like yeah. practically analog era yeah. you know like yeah. you could see somebody or have these crazy experiences and unless they stalked you never see them again That's I mean true. I never right. saw the Geely dancer again yeah. Yeah. but if that yeah. happened now he would Facebook he friend would me Facebook. the day yep. after yep. That's you know there's this stickiness there is, to even the most minor connections digital trail now, to everyone now you know? Oh, you, point. Yeah. you know, and you yeah. see people and you're like, yeah, we have to, now we have to meet, you know, yeah, that is, and it's crazy. Cause I think about like the nights I would have with like my coworkers at a restaurant I worked at and just like, or just, and it's like weird sexual stuff would go on or drugs or whatever. And it's just like, and they would have friends over, you know, you would meet or you would go to a bar and meet these people and then go out to their house afterwards. And it was always like friends of friends and just so much like weird darkness that I like that was strange and um you know yeah it's and you just don't have any way of knowing you know what they're doing and who they are and and if I met them today I wouldn't even remember that we yeah had uh, you know no anything. and yet there are people that I could meet today that I would remember that we had an incredibly brief interaction with three years ago because, because like you're because one of the most prolific Instagrammers right, you know right, or right, yeah 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 exactly fascinating wild yeah. that's really oh my god yeah oh wow truth <laughs> uh huh my story I wanna hear a story sure yeah. uh, so a few years ago I stalked this guy called Kai <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, so mine is also a, a sexual story I, I love it, it on okay. theme. I love um, it uh, uh, also somewhat uh uh, there's some illicitness uh, to it. Uh, so a few years, scandal, some scandal, body double, <laughs> body double. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> uh, uh, I love Pino Donaggio. Oh, the <laughs> fucking best. The so, good. Yeah. Um, so like a, f- a few years ago, I had uh, broken up with someone, I'd gotten out of a relationship that I'd been in for like six and a half years. Wow. So a pretty big chunk of my twenties. And um, after this relationship I, I you know you're not in the when you get out of a relationship after that long you're not in the best place morally speaking I had a kind of wow. loose says you says you <laughs> says no. I, says <laughs> I certainly had a slightly no, yeah. loose moral compass right. or maybe right. no moral compass yeah um, we well, had a good excuse I had a good excuse loose moral <laughs> yeah. compass exactly so I was I, you know I was I was kind of just hippy dippy and you know mm-hmm. try, uh, hooking up just uh, trying to get back into a single life um, when I found myself at this uh party like uh in hollywood one night and i found myself talking to this woman who i'd, I'd, I'd met a few times before through some friends uh we'll call her jennifer for this story that's not her real name <laughs> right. obviously uh her real name is selena doman uh but we were talking, uh, and I, I always thought she was very attractive she was just like really funny really kind of bubbly sort of lit up a room uh-huh um but I'd known through my friends that she'd had a boyfriend, like a long-term boyfriend for some time. I didn't know this guy, but I knew he was around. So I put any thoughts I was hooking up out of my mind. Except this particular night, I got the vibes that she was flirting with me. Like mm-hmm. she was really, she was standing really close and like playing with her hair and saying really nice things about me. And, and boyfriend was not there. Boyfriend was not there. Mm-hmm. And then she kept mentioning how her boyfriend was out of town. Like <laughs> uh-huh. seven or eight times, which okay. is a lot of times to repeat <laughs> something. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless you're like, you're, 
you're delivering the I have a dream speech and you're using <laughs> repetition <laughs> as a rhetorical device. Uh, but, Less but motif, kept... more reminder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then towards the end of the night, she offered me a ride home. And I didn't need a ride home. Like I, My house was like two blocks from that place, but because uh. I was a little drunk and obviously, like I said, my moral compass was a yeah. little loose, I was like, yeah, sure. And so I got in the car with Jennifer and we drive. And by the time we're pulling up outside my apartment, we've been kind of flirting a little more, uh, getting a little closer once we we park and then suddenly there's like an instant where we just are making out we're just kind of furiously making out and I can feel our hands sort of fondling below deck uh-huh, uh, like uh-huh. I, I feel her like unbuckling my belt and my hands going up her skirt and that's when I pull off and I realize I'm like Jennifer you have a boyfriend are you sure you want to do this um, and she answered me uh, like like uh, like Charlie Chaplin non- <laughs> non-verbally her answer was to pull up her skirt and hike her panties to the side and then leap over the gear shift. Wow. Like wow. an action, Jason Bourne action sequence <laughs> uh, directly onto my uh, pee-pee. Oh, and my God. So this odyssey began from that point of me sleeping with Jennifer with yeah. her boyfriend. Um, and so in very short order, we start to hook up a lot. Like we, when her boyfriend was gone, she would call me, we'd hook up at my place at her, her or their place, uh, once in this like dumbass motel room just to see what like a seedy affair oh, location yeah. would be like. Lean oh, into it. Uh, yeah. On her, <laughs> uh, out, uh, out on her balcony while her dog Pixel watched the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very, very hot. It was just, yeah, it was, I mean, of course. it was it, also, it was hot because she was, she she liked to dirty talk a lot, but she was very partial to a specific genre of dirty talk. Oh my god! Where, <laughs> when we were doing it, she would say things like, "My boyfriend would be so furious if oh. he saw this right now." A cuck oh, fantasy, oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, but totally. from her, or yeah. she would say like, "Um, if my boyfriend saw you fucking me, jerk off his little dick." <laughs> oh my god! And wow. I was. Into it, <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, it hit the perfect yes, spot at yes. the base of my <laughs> reptilian now, brain. Did you know yes. the boyfriend? I didn't know him. Okay, I so never he met was him. just a vague like boogeyman. Oh, an entity, yeah, who just, might uh, be watching or might not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was. I think he would, it, it was her kink. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so this very scandalous uh, affair goes on for a few more weeks, and uh, again, I find myself at a different like a friend's house party in North Hollywood uh, sometime, and. I'm at this party, just kind of having hanging out with my friends. I was getting a little high. I remember smoking a, a blunt, and then I see Jennifer walking up to me at this party a few weeks later, um, with kind of a weird, unreadable smile on her face. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" And I hug her hello, and she looks at me with this like strange kind of cocked grin, and says, um, "My boyfriend's here. Do you want to meet him?" Oh yeah. And oh. I remember feeling like my stomach drop because of that thing like he's at that moment he became not this boogeyman yeah. right, but like right, a real right. human being in this room oh that's t- so different so different yeah. I, like you know when you're at the top of that uh, what is it Six Flags Lex Luthor drop of doom or whatever <laughs> yeah. you feel the story oh, is sponsored by Six oh, Flags oh my god <laughs> you, feel, you feel like your stomach dro- I was like Poof. right with this realization and but because I was a little high and dumb and drunk I was like yeah sure let's let's meet him and so Jennifer leads me over and she introduces me to I, one of the nicest guys I've ever oh met. Oh my God. Like top Murder. three. Murder. Just, did that make it better? <laughs> 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 but just this like cool, like well built dude with like a tucked in shirt. I remember for that detail <laughs> for oh. some reason. Just starts making genuinely interested conversation. And he starts oh asking me, like, Oh my God, murder me, murder me. <laughs> did you ask him how his little cock was? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like check it out. Like, really? I want to see how that. Okay. Okay. But he kept like he starts making asking me questions about like India where I grew up in in a way that's very curious, not condescending. Like for uh, I'll give you an example of the opposite. Like when I was in college once, my roommate asked me. Hey, so do you guys have paper money in India? Or do you <laughs> oh use, my like, god! You know, <laughs> jewels. Like, no. Jewels. Oh, it's not like fucking Zelda. Oh <laughs> my but god! This guy, I love it. opposite. It like he starts right. asking me genuinely interested conversation. Yeah. Like this is very cool. And the whole time I'm like sweating bullets and just. Oh my god! I've been fucking. I've been fucking. I've been. You know, we've been we've been sitting uh-huh. together. Um, and then at some point, Jennifer casually mentions uh, her dog. And I just blurred out, oh, yeah, Pixel is so <gasps> oh, cute. Oh, fuck. And uh, obviously no one said the dog's name. 
And after I remember seeing a look of panic on her face, I looked at her, and I look at her boyfriend who looks at me kind of just weirdly, and he goes, oh, you've met our dog Pixel. Because to the outside world, we're nothing more than the very oh. casual acquaintances. People don't know we... And obviously, I mean, in retrospect, I could have played that off in 50 different ways. Like, I oh, seen God. her Instagram, or like I was on right. a hike and sure. met her dog, anything. But because I have all the guilt in the universe swirling around my head, uh, instead, when he goes like, oh, you met her dog, Pixel, I say, oh, oh, dog, oh, I thought, oh, no, I thought, I was thinking about um, uh, my niece, my niece, she said it's really cute, my niece is really cute, I have a niece, uh, and I launched into <laughs> oh, this, like, my God. three-minute oh, explanation my God. of how Pixel is an Indian name, <laughs> which it's not, obviously, <laughs> but, like, how my aunt, my uncle named my niece Pixel, that's short for, like, an Indian god, it's it just, like, oh, is my God. spinning oh, on my God. Oh, and my I can God, tell he doesn't, like, completely buy it but yeah. I very quickly say my goodbyes and get the fuck out of there oh god um, it's something about like that moment and the idiocy of it and the embarrassment made me realize I gotta like uh-huh. regain my moral right. compass and end this thing so you ended it so I talked to Jennifer and I ended things with her after we had sex like seven more times because <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna wonder like if that like if for her, if she was mad about that, I mean, what was her reaction? She to was jilling off in the bathroom, no doubt. <laughs> I'm sure. Cause, I was yeah. a terrible thing. That terrible, yes, was that the I, maybe part of the reason why I said yes to meeting him was I think a part of my brain was like this could play into a future dirty talk scenario, and it did. Oh, Absolutely. I'm sure it. Fucking She's like, did. you remember when you <laughs> fucked up that conversation? <laughs> Bring Pixel in here. Make Pixel watch us. Yep, oh, yep, it's your fault, Pixel. Um, oh my God, I love, I love that. And Pretty I scandalous. Love, yeah, and um, but you also just like wonder, like what, like how much, like, you know, like what was her, what was her deal? Like, was she probably like? I know I wasn't the only guy she cheated on him. With. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think we talked about it also at one point. Like, I was, I, it was clearly a an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. But I do, yeah, I do wonder about her. Day. I don't know. I don't know. And if that way, or just in what the boyfriend knew, like at what yeah. point, or if he at some point, because you also yeah, wonder, maybe like, was he complicit? Was he this? into it? You I don't know? know. I don't you know. know. Not from was... from what she told me. No, he had no uh-huh. idea. It was uh-huh. very secret. But for all I know, I don't know. Oh my god, how crazy! I know. How nuts! I love it. Um, well, you guys, I love hearing your stories. Just pure filth and you're both <laughs> wonderful and thank you for sharing them thank you for having us on I am just I mean I just I just hope this will listen to everyone like have experiences <laughs> yeah. do it go for it uh, why not <laughs> uh, but we're out of time and I'm so sorry we gotta run but I wanna thank my guests Drew Singh and Kyle Buchanan thank you so much for having thank us you. thank you so, so much for doing this this has been another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations have a week Thank you.